So for the benefit of all our lovely listeners, the way this usually works, a bit of behind-the-scenes insight, is I come up to our little uh, recording studio and I start to set up all the microphones and I get everything uh, ready to go whilst you um, make us a nice cup of tea and you bring a cup of tea up. But I noticed today the cup of tea has been swapped out for a nice cold bottle of cider and a glass of wine. Yeah. How do you account for that? It's Saturday. It's been a long week. I did wonder whether it was purely a recognition of the fact we're recording this on a Saturday evening or whether or not it's uh, more a reflection of the week you've had. A bit of both, really, I think. Saturday, you kind of think, yeah, it's gone six o'clock, you know. Somewhere in the world at six o'clock, so it's okay to have a drink. So, uh, yes, I've got a little glass of wine and you've got a nice cider. So. But it's fitting because we do need to have a toast. We do. We have a celebration. Cheers. So, cheers, let's cheers. clink glasses. Clink glasses. On the white phone. Yep. Our new arrival, well, not our new arrival, a new, new honorary member of the, uh, of the team, of the podcast. So, Jenna has had a lovely baby girl yeah fabulous news amazing news um god what can't have been more than what a day after she recorded the podcast yeah i mean we we, we had our management meeting didn't we and then she went yeah so there's dedication for you absolutely right Um, to the last minute but mother and daughter uh, by all accounts are doing really well we haven't uh well we haven't been told a name yet um i've actually just tried to find out so if that comes through we'll announce that live on the podcast (laughs) Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> but that's amazing news. We're, we're super happy for them. I'm yeah. sure you are too. So if you want to uh, get in touch and pass on your congratulations to, uh, to to Jenna, then we will certainly pass that on. So that is amazing news. Um, so what have we got to cover today? We've got lots to get on with, as always. Um, first and foremost, we've been left in the lurch by one of our cleaners. Is that fair to say, or are you going to tell me off for describing it like that? I feel like we've been left. No, I don't think we have. She's given us two weeks' notice. We didn't have a contract with her, so it's not as if we could say, hey. Well, we'll come on to that. Yeah. We'll come on to it. Yeah, so she did give us two weeks' notice. We, um, we've we worked with Kat for a long time. She's a very good cleaner. We're very sad to see her go. But, you know, as with, with life, circumstances change. And potentially there are positives that might come out of, out of it. So we will update you on uh, what's been going on with that one. That was hot off the press. That kind of, that landed on our plates gone minutes after, I think, recording the episode last week. Right, that day, that's many, many personality changes this week from being Jenna to being a cleaner to mm. being myself. Because, of course, you picked up the guest comms as well. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk to you a bit about the fallout from our fire risk assessment. So there's a, there are a couple of knock-on implications for that. The firemen falling out of the building, sorry. <laughs> like nuclear fallout. Um, and we've had a new management opportunity this week, which yeah. has uh, which has come out of nowhere, which is always nice. So um, that looks like quite an interesting one. So we will tell you more about that. So lots to cover, as always. Never a dull moment. So should we get going? Let's do it. Okay. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast?
Okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty of the stuff we've been uh, we've been dealing with this week, um, we've had a listener message. Oh, I was so excited to get this because partly, um, you know, up in our, our little attic, we sometimes think, what was it? <laughs> so this is Janine from Bumblebee Cottage. So um, I thought we'd uh, we'd squeeze this one in early on in the podcast before you drink too much. I was about to say, yeah, probably best to do that before I have any. Okay, so right, yeah. for then, what, bear with me if I stumble over. What's Janine got to say? So Janine is from Bumblebee Cottage. I mean, the very name. I just want to go visit it. Um, hello, Mark, Caroline, and team. Absolutely loving the podcast. Lots of useful information across the board. Love for the review section. I dread our reviews. Had a recent guest moan about no coffee machine. Not happy that only options to make coffee in a cafe was in a cafetiere. Open bracket, ground coffee provided in welcome basket, including coffee bags and instant coffee. Close bracket. We don't advertise having a coffee machine. Uh, and they found the cottage very small and asked for clean towels after three days. They gave us eight out of ten. Thankfully, we have over 175 10 out of 10 reviews. I'm sure many guests don't realise the meaning of a cottage or self-catering or read the information provided. Thanks for keeping me entertained during the changeovers. I do laugh out loud and talk back to you both. I'm glad no one can hear me. I'm with her on that one. Um, so regards, Janine at Bumblebee Cottage in Pickering, North Yorkshire. So I would love to visit Janine in Pickering, uh, North Yorkshire. So we could do like a, a swap seal. Well, especially with those guest reviews. It sounds like oh, doing an amazing job. And try to pretend. Yeah, we, def you. we definitely need to visit. We'll, we'll build that into our tour. Um, this tour that Caroline's planning, I think. Yes, yeah. so we've also got some, we've got, well, we've definitely got um, Rachel's Oh yeah, Hebden Bridge. Can't wait to get to Hebden Bridge again. Yeah, there's going to be, there's definitely going to be a storm coming up at some point. So, Janine, thank you so much for getting in touch. We really appreciate. It. We're glad, first of all, that you're getting value out of the podcast, uh, if any entertainment, as much as uh, information. But that's absolutely fine. Um, and yeah, also, I think you know. The review side of things, that is something we all have in common, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, because I think we all put heart and soul into them. When someone comes back with a slightly negative review, oh God, it's so hard not to take it personally. But that's what I love about this podcast is the fact that we, lots of people talk a good game about telling it as it is, but nobody actually does it. Not, not that I can tell, you know, I, 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 you know, that's what we wanted to achieve when we set out doing this was we will actually tell people what happens. We will actually read out our reviews, including the, the crappy ones and our response to it. And, and I'm really glad that that is landing with some people. So if you do know other people that you think would get value, uh, or just find it entertaining to listen to and relatable, then please do feel free to, uh, give us a share, give us a, you know, a mention amongst your friends, because, you know, I think think there's something about having this little community that we're growing isn't there but that was a lovely message thank you so much Janine for re reaching out and if anybody else wants to get in touch with us so Janine sent us a DM over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast and um, yeah feel free to do the same and we'll do our best to read it out live on the podcast okay right on to more serious matters so our cleaner for the midlands so Sorry, uh, our, our, our entire um our entire midlands kind of portfolio so we're talking what are we talking 12 13, 14 units um we were given two weeks notice well, um, 
change of circumstances, a couple of niggly bits and pieces that I feel a little bit frustrated about because I, I'm sure if they had been communicated um, earlier on before they were allowed to fester that we would absolutely have been able to put stuff in place um, or at least you know provided some context and that sort of thing just 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 communication mix-ups and stuff between members of the team and what have you so um you know a couple of things that were allowed to fester but ultimately a change of circumstances was, was trying to get so, yeah. um and it's always uh it's always a panic if you like or a shock um when suddenly we're faced with and and the thing is cat has been so reliable i think i think there was no you know there was no um warning you know sometimes you, you get an instinct for these things and you start to sense that i don't know balls are being dropped or you know communication has changed slightly um and that wasn't really the case in this instance totally out of the blue which as 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 in some ways made it more challenging um but as always you know you rally round we've pulled out all the stops and we've done what we do best we have um we've been putting the feelers out we've been making new connections we've been uh, reaching out to people and um we have contacted a few cleaning companies a huge range spectrum from almost and certainly not one-man bands but small outfits if you like right up to bigger companies and we had a, a very positive meeting this morning didn't we yeah. um, i also want to jump back a bit there because you know no lead is ever a, a wasted lead if if so we did reach out to a couple that we potentially thought could could solve our, our issues it turns out it wouldn't work for them however what has come out of it is potentially um maintenance that's true actually i'd forgotten about that so yeah we were we were we were going with our initial instinct to start with we, we like to build a team we like mm. to nurture people and bring people through and there were some friends of friends or family members of friends of yours um that you had an instinct for and wanted to see if they would see the business opportunity in that um and um ultimately they didn't necessarily see that or it didn't didn't work for them from a cleaning perspective but as you say um the chap we spoke to is uh, has his own maintenance business if you like is a maintenance contractor and um he could be a fantastic solution for us from a maintenance point of view which actually we we, we do need we lease it together up here but um we could do something a little bit more yeah <laughs> shout out to ian who we know listens to the podcast yeah. avidly good morning ian. um <laughs> so yeah so that was that was one like side benefit that came out of it then we had this meeting this morning um with a a large cleaning company so this is actually um completely the opposite end of the spectrum yeah opposite end of the spectrum not what we're used to dealing with in a sense um and and that did um that meant that, that, that we had certain questions that we wanted to ask around quality maintenance of standards and stuff but this is a, a company that covers nationwide and um you know they have already cleaners operating uh in the service accommodation space within this area so for us that was a big tick immediately that they know the industry they know the ins and outs they understand that service accommodation cleaning isn't like your normal domestic clean 
Yeah, because you said to me, what do I want to get out there? And basically 100% coverage, which is what they do. And only so coverage is not easy. It's a big thing to ask of, of somebody. And if you're a residential cleaner uh, who has your fixed, you know, cleaning contracts every week at uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones's house, and then, well, it's really difficult to hold that down and still provide the flexibility for service accommodation. So and we understand that. We understand it's not for everybody. And we really need to partner with, with companies that... Um, that embrace that and have made that their specialism yeah. and and it really sounds like they have um they as i said they cover they cover nationwide but they've they've built quite an infrastructure around their cleaning business which appeals to me oh yeah because it gets me all light up as soon as she said va and systems well you know i've had my frustrations in the past with with cleaners we may work with historically who um you know, haven't necessarily seen the opportunity to be able to scale and the way to do that. So this company are using VAs in order to schedule and they have their own systems in place. And quality control as well. Because quality control. All the, the images for the, almost like the checklist are uploaded to a central group, which the VA checks and then can report back if there's been any issues. So, you know, it's instant QC, isn't it? But this is, this. Is, I mean, it, it mirrors our business to a certain extent. It's, um, you know, she has a VA in place to take care of all the scheduling and the nuts and bolts and that to free her up to be in charge of quality control. So she doesn't have to be out doing the cleans. Yeah. She can go around and actually make sure that everything um, is tip top and the way it should be. Anyway, the proof is in the pudding, as always. Um, ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to. But it's certainly a solution for us to get started. They can pick it up immediately. They can give us 100% coverage um so this is a bit of a watch this space in terms of how how it starts you're meeting with them again on tuesday to show them around the apartments get a more detailed quote i guess or a costing point of view um but it's a really encouraging start yeah it's i think it's a weight of both our minds really isn't it because you know we have got a, a bit of a break scheduled coming up and much more importantly we've got my birthday weekend coming up mm. so um so <laughs> it couldn't have come at worse time could it we we are uh, we are out and about even more than usual over the next few weeks we're not even in the country we necessarily we take that many breaks but we are actually away for a week aren't we we so, are yeah. yeah so um they will be thrown in the deep end to a certain extent but then you know we've got a team uh it doesn't need us to be you know, micromanaging that side of things. So, um, so that's positive. So we've gone, we've done a full U-turn since the last time we spoke to you on the podcast. We've done a full U-turn from, oh crap, you know, we don't have cleaners for the entire Midlands arm of our business to actually, wow. we possibly have a better solution than we had previously. Um, I mean, the main and that's the thing, guys, when you get these curveballs thrown at you in business or, or in, in property, um, you learn, you learn from every single one and you become a better iteration. I like to think, you know, our business has become a better iteration from every one of these curveballs that's thrown. It's a better evolution mm. of what it was previously. And at the time, it might seem like a mini disaster. Um, but once you've had time to get your emotions in check and rally around and problem solve it, then... Um, you know, there are lots of positives to take from it. So I feel like we're going to be in a stronger position yeah, on that. I agree, I agree.
So, are you ready for another uh, go at your service? Oh, I certainly am. Let's um, let's check in with Dilip. I'm really excited. I've been uh, I've been wanting to get Dilip on the podcast. He's been on my on my hit list for quite some time. Um, Dilip it runs Gurkha Stays, and um, he has a really inspirational backstory. I was privileged enough to spend some time supporting Dilip a few months ago and getting him started on his property journey. And he's now absolutely smashing it in service accommodation. He's doing brilliantly. So um, I can't wait for everybody to hear Dilip's story and find out what he's up to. So shall we go get him on? Yes, Okay. Hi, Dilip. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really, really excited. It's been a long time since we've seen each other, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to catching up and finding out how you're getting on with everything. Yeah. Um, it's lovely to see you because I've not actually met you before, but Mark's spoken about you and your journey, so it's really nice. To, I feel like I know you're ready. So. Yeah, it is. Hello, hi. Yeah, no. uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited. As you said, Mark, it has been seven months now, eight months. Yeah. Like since we did um, yeah, uh, field mentorship and... Uh, yeah, since then, yeah, it has it has gone really well. I'm really, really thankful for you helping with even. So, yeah, if you were not there, like, I wouldn't be able to do this, honestly speaking, you know, so I'm very, really well, as from bottom of my I'd lovely to hear, but equally, I knew that when we um, spent some time together, that your passion, your commitment, your your determination, I mean, it, I, I remember one of the first things you said to me was like, it's it's not even an option that I'm going to fail at this, you know. Yeah. That I, I'm going to put my mind to this, and it's it's I'm going to make it happen. And as soon as I heard you say that, I, I mean, it's you know, you, you've made it happen. And at the end of the day, I might have, have played a small role in putting you in the right direction, but other than that, you've made it happen. So, so well, let's tell everyone about it. I mean, that's one of the reasons I was really keen to get you on the podcast is for people to understand a little bit about your background it's a pretty inspirational story um so maybe give us a bit of a, of a history of your background and kind of how you got into property all right sure um basically well i came from the uh, my origin is from nepal and uh, well nepal and then during gurkhas in well i was 19 2007 and since then i've been i've been here in uk and i've served in gurkhas for seven years and after seven years, I left the Gurkhas and I did a couple of works in um, rail industry, railway industries. After like two years, then I went back to the uh, private security industry, which is like close protection. And I did like for a very high net worth individual and did it for like six, seven years. Right. And uh, during that period, how I how I wanted to go into service accommodation and property investment is um, during that period, I was away every time from family. And there was like no time. I was sometimes I was away for six months, sometimes I was for three months. I just come back to come back home for one week and I go back again. It was like a lot of yes. And uh, my son was growing as well. He was like, he was seven years old, six, seven. And uh, I felt like it was, it was, I was missing everything. When I used to come home and uh, he was, he was like totally different since I last met him like three months ago or six months ago. And it got me so hard, very hard. And I thought like, what am I doing here? And I, if I don't have a time for my family, like there's no point earning so much money or whatever you do, you know? So, yeah. And that was, I think that was my biggest why. 
Yeah. And I had to do that. And I was old from the family. Every time I, I couldn't go on for ever. And I had to make a change. Yeah. And uh, yeah, since then I, I was deciding I was de- I was interested in property investment anyway. And uh, but I I didn't have that desire the proper why like why I should start this. And since since like after that one I thought I thought okay I'll I'll do something. And when I came back I came on I leave for like it was for a month. And yeah. um, I went on a course for three three day intensive course. Yeah. And it changed everything. And yeah. uh, I was still still I was like. I decided whether I need to go, should I go, should I not go. And I made a decision and I, I'll have to go. And uh, I went and changed everything. And uh, I took on a course. It was like, it was it was not easy. I was traveling a lot with my uh, principal and with their families. And I did the course online when I, when I had the time to do the, to do the course. And sometimes I used to miss the uh, um, mentorship as well, the, the, yeah. you know, the online mentorship. Yeah. And... Somehow I managed to do everything, and like God, it it hooked me because I think I, I, if you got a mind, if you got the will to do, I think you can, you will do everything. Like what, what, or how, whatever it takes to accomplish what you want to do. So I think like that was the biggest drive for me, and uh, I feel is that, and it's still and on end of end of last year, I decided to quit everything. October it was first of October. And uh, and on first of October, on the date I left, I uh, uh, my grandma, my grandma, my grandmother passed away as well, and I had to go go back to Nepal, and uh, and uh, I I stayed in Nepal for a couple of months, maybe uh, I think like one 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 and a half months there, and I came back, and uh, yeah, I, after that I booked a uh, field mentorship with yeah. Mark. Yeah, and um, then like my my whole my thought was only thought was the buy to let and HMO, buy to let and HMO, and I was like I was looking into different options because there was a different there was the the time was like very different different wasn't it there was not enough cash flow, cash flow in a buy to lets, yeah, and I think for HMO I have to have like huge experience and different 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 that is in different both from me I think before they start up like me you know so. And um, when I when I when I booked the uh, mentorship with Mark field mentorship, and I thought I think I had a choice. I think like Mark and the uh, Jordan, I yeah. think he was yeah Jordan. And but I thought like Mark would be the best person for me. And think so. And yeah. I booked with booked with you, and yeah, and the service accommodation, the the insight you gave me on that day for two days. That was invaluable, honestly. So we had a we had a pretty action-packed couple of days, didn't we? Viewing lots of properties and going through systems and how you could set up your business. And um, it's, it's it's fascinating. It's such an inspirational story that that you're telling there. And and it's interesting because people listening to this will probably feel like um, what you did to sort of like. Um, uh, you know, to 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 stop what you were doing and make a massive change and and go in a completely different direction is a really brave thing to do. But I, I don't feel like you necessarily saw it as brave. I, I think you were so convinced of where you were going and and what you needed to achieve for your family. It was almost like it was a given for you, wasn't it? That yeah, what you needed to do at that time in your life. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think like. 
Uh, yeah, that was that was that was. I had to do that. If I hadn't done that, I think I don't know where I would be at the moment. Regretting, okay, because like I think what I think is like if you if you have something to do, if you don't do it now, ten years time, when looking back, you don't want to be in the same position. And like if I had done done that, I think I would be in the same position, saying, "Oh, I should have done that. I will do that." And like you know that that is that is what I didn't want it. So yeah, thank, thankfully like. I embarked on it, and I'm in this position now. And yes, um, since 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 the course, um, completion of that one to one mentorship, I started uh, service accommodation with Gorkai Stay, and I thought like Gorkai Stay would be the right name for it, you know. So <laughs> and I started Gorkai Stay and uh, the property investment, which uh, which these other companies I do buy the property and turn into um, service accommodation. So, so yeah, since then. It has been really good seven nine nine months now, and uh, got like well, operating what three units now, three units now, yes, three units, and uh, so far, um, there has been every every month, every single month, it has been like hundred percent occupancy so far, which is like really really great. And um, where did you operate? Sorry, from uh, in Cardiff. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, clear. Cardiff, so. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so anyone uh, to look up Gurkha stays. They're the go-to, the go-to service combination provider now in in Cardiff and, and South Wales. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get a great property and you're gonna get great service from from deliver. It's amazing that the, the progress you made in such a, such a short space of time, really. Um, and and now that you are um fully committed and invested in service accommodation what what would you say we like to ask this of our guests what's what's your favorite thing about being a host now that you've been at it for a while well um, for me like i like to be very interactive with the guest and uh, i like to interact with them basically when 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 they come in welcoming them and giving the best service basically you know like basically we are trying to give alternative alternative um um better alternative uh, service um, to the hotels, you know, so making them feel home away from home, basically, you know, so that is that is my that is my objective anyway. That's my goal to do help the guest as much as possible. And uh, yeah, first inter interaction is very, very like important for me. Uh, from the start to the beginning, I just welcome them, email and well, after the leave as well. How was your serve? How was our service? How was your stay? Everything, you know, like so. And meeting, meeting different people um, and talking to different people from different backgrounds. And that is the best thing, I think, for me. I love everyone. Do you find that that's, I can imagine you're brilliant at that. And do you find that it um, helps to secure repeat bookings? Have you had people that come back to you and rebook because of, because of that personal touch that you provided? Yes, yes. There are a the couple of people, they have like, they said, like, I'll come back and book you direct as well. And I recently one people booked from Booking.com. And um, I said, like, you can look it through. He had a problem. Basically, Booking.com had a problem. Uh, for, for the, for the uh, new listing, they don't take the booking themselves. We have to take the booking. And I had a problem with the guest. He was asking so many questions. Why are you taking are you, are you a fraud? Uh, what, what, and I had to explain. I'm giving explanation, so long explanation in email back and forth. And I said, like, look. Uh, this is Gorka Estate. I'm from a Gorka background, and we don't do any sort of frauds like that. You can look into our, um, our website. I gave him a website as well, and he, he went to the website. And 
Yeah, he said, I'll cancel the um, booking.com um, bookings. I'll book direct with it. And uh, he booked direct. He's just staying now for like a couple of days. And uh, yeah, there there has been like a lot of people who did the repeated booking as well. So yeah, that's really good. So that's a nice turnaround from someone who was initially quite skeptical and was worried about essentially being scammed. And you turned them right around to actually booking with you direct and trusting you with their, with their next booking. So that's yeah. fantastic. But on the flip side of the coin, um, we know it's not an easy business to be involved in. What What's the one thing that really grinds your gears about being on well, it? I think the touch wood, I think I haven't had like so many that sort of like um, bad experience. But like when they started, I think like you know it as well. I think when they started the uh, business when I just like one unit, um, there was like they called the uh, gentleman and uh, he booked for like one week. Yeah. And... Um, he stayed for one week and it was a time for a time like around you know, COVID time. And he called me at the end of like um, end of the uh, checkout day basically and he said, I want to extend it. And he said, like, okay, I extended for a week. But uh, I didn't know like he was, he, I think he, he and his team was uh, smoking so much weed in the house. Uh, okay. Uh, it was so bad. And like it was all over the house. I, I felt like they were even stacking a lot of like weed or they're doing some sort of monkey business. I don't know. I couldn't go because he said like I got COVID. I couldn't go and check the house as well. I couldn't send the cleaners as well. It was really difficult at the time. So, and when I, yeah, when they checked, they checked out and when I went in, it was house was in a terrible, terrible condition. And um, the house was like so bad. And it smelled like so bad in the house as well. I was like, I was so worried. Like, what should I do now? I couldn't, I, I didn't know what to do, honestly. And um, I had to, I had to spend like so much money. I spent around like four or 500 pounds just to back and bring back to like that standard. But still, it is, it is, I can smell like the weed still there. It's a little smell to get rid of. Have you, I, I, we may have even, because I think um, I remember you reaching out when this happened. Have you tried the ozone cleaners? Yeah, I tried like, I, I even like, it, straight away when you mentioned that I bought it straight away and I used it, but still it is there. It yeah. Is, yeah, I was, I was so, I was so paranoid as well. And I, I even like took all the carpets out, floorboards out. Maybe I thought that they were stacking everything inside. It was so bad, and I didn't know like what to do. Should I inform the police? Should I should I inform someone? And like, yeah, they came from Booking.com, and Booking.com do didn't do anything at all. I wonder Nothing. Well, I'll talk about the minute alarm because the minute alarm, you know, for future stays detects smoke. Yeah. Okay. Enough. Yeah. So it's a small device that you can install. It looks like a, a fire alarm, basically. You put it on the ceiling. It's primarily there as a sound um, uh, detector. So if if the uh, property is too noisy over a, a certain decibel level for too long, it will send an alert to you and to the guest. Um, but they've installed new functionality functionality into them now where they detect smoke. Um, so it's not a smoke alarm as such, but it will notify you if it detects smoke. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, if it became a recurring issue that that was happening on a regular basis, then that could be something you could look into. Uh, it might be worthwhile looking at it, as Mark said, because it's it almost gives you eyes on the property without being in the property. Mm -hmm. You know, because you would then be alerted that, you know, something untoward was happening. Yeah. You would then have the 
I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but he he could Dilip could then go in yeah. on the ground of that. So it's, yeah. it's uh, it should be some iron for you. You've got kind of eyes and ears on the place a little bit more, but hopefully that was a, a an isolated incident, and you know it happens. It's it's kind of path for the course unfortunately that occasionally these things happen but it sounds like other than that you've had a pretty positive start you've been really busy i'm sure you're passionate and getting some great guest reviews so um all in all i guess in the context of that you know we never want these things to happen but if it's an isolated incident it's it's kind of one of those things isn't it yeah 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 since then like i have been since then like i haven't had like yeah. any sort of that stuff in, um, um problems anyway so and the guests are really really happy um to look at to live in the house for like how, how long they want to stay you know so yeah uh so far good reviews very very good reviews i'm really oh, really pleased really pleased um dylan you're a legend. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, you're really inspirational story. Um, we'll stick all your sort of uh, social media handles and stuff for Gurkha Stays in the show notes so people can uh, look you up if they want to. But uh, again, thank you. I know it's late on a Sunday night, so really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. That's another problem. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I've got to share my story sometimes. So hopefully it will be more inspiration for someone, you know. So, and thank you very much for what you are doing. That's it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. You know what? We're going to add him to our little tour of the country, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to go around the country. We're going to stay at everyone's property. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. Cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to see you, Dylan. Great to see you, Tim. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I know that was just a snippet, but Dilip is such an inspirational personality. It was so nice to meet him. I did feel as though, you know, having, you know, you having spoken about him and, uh, you know, everything you mentioned about him, his, his worth ethic, his positive approach, yeah. brilliant. It's so refreshing. He's he's so committed. He's so dedicated to his family um, and what he's prepared to do. I mean, he, like 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 he said, and like he said to me when I first met him, it's just non-negotiable. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from his Gurkha background. Um, and yeah, he, he's just, he, you can't help but be drawn in by his kind of infectious passion for what he's doing so um hopefully you enjoyed listening to dilip please do give him a, a follow and check him out over at gurkha stays um and yeah a- absolutely brilliant to to get his get his story absolutely and another one to add to the list as i said to go and visit <laughs> We have been uh, chipping away at these fire risk assessments. Well, not the fire risk assessments themselves, but the um, the findings from those fire risk assessments and where that leaves us with some of the properties that we operate, particularly management properties. Yeah. And where the liability sits and, and who is going to offer to do the work. And also... Uh, with our rent-to-rent property. So we we operate some, not many, we've operated a lot more like this in the past, but we still have a couple of properties that we do rent from private landlords and then we operate them as service accommodation. Now, the issue we have with one of those properties is that um, we know from previous experience the landlord is very unlikely to want to fork out for any of the changes that are needed. And, and there are 
there in this case most of our properties i mean we've changed the odd lock we, we you know we've we're having to look at some potentially the odd change of door here and there that sort of things but it's really not the end of the world and if you own the property it's it's easier to sort of see the roi on that i guess um whereas in this situation um i don't think the landlord is going to pay for that i don't think there's any incentive for them to do so because they could just park it with vital and not have to do it anyway yeah it was um what's the best way to put this um it's a new build property and um it it, it was specced out at a at a budget level yeah it's probably the best way to put it so no extras so there would have to be some upgrades made to it and ultimately it's come down to a decision as to whether we can justify mm. paying for those upgrades to the landlord's property in that we have uh we still have what two years left to run on a three-year contract are we a year in with that one yes we're two years in already. Yeah. So we only actually have a year to run anyway. So that that makes our decision even more um, even more pertinent, I think, doesn't it? Um, because we decided we can't justify that. Yeah. Um, it's done really well for us. That property it's uh, it's it's been an interesting one. It uh, houses contractors. Um, a good number of contractors. Mm. It sleeps up to eight guests. Yeah. And um, at times when it's been filled, it cash flows significantly and then there'll be times when it's empty because it's not like you know a couple traveling to the area for a short stay are going to book it so um it's been a bit of a roller coaster that one but it has always averaged out on the upside yeah. you know it's always cash flow decent cash flow um it's probably been a little bit quieter i would say over the last few months and in in that context, we've well, the process we've had to go through really is to look at what it's achieved over the last six to twelve months, mm. project forwards as to what we can expect it to do moving forwards. You know where some of our costs have gone up, haven't they? Oh yeah. Um, and ultimately, I think we've decided that it's not going to be worth us forking out. With the, the ROI on that just wouldn't be yeah. worthwhile. Better to cut our losses at this stage. We have it baked into our contracts, our rent-to-rent contracts, that after a 12-month point, we have a uh, you know a one-month notice period anyway. So, and, and I think it's important to, to look back and continually you know, assess the performance of your property, especially, especially ones like a rent-to-rent. Because you need to make sure that they're still cash flowing and you can't sort of complacently sit on them and think, oh, yeah, they're doing okay. You have to check them all the time to make sure they're not draining. Um, and I think, you know, it's an important one to do and we, we have taken that decision. I was about to say, um, I'm I'm always happy if it's the right time to move a property on from the portfolio, but actually I had a bit of salt, didn't I? Just a little At 24 hours. <laughs> What should we call it? Morning. No, I just don't. I like. I, I don't. Hey, it's not emitting for you. No, it's not emitting value. It's nothing to do with that. It's. Um, I don't like to think that um, that we haven't been able to problem solve it. You know, I like. I like. Yeah. I like. I like to feel like, you know, or a challenge where there must have been a way for us to to do this slightly differently, structure it differently, run it differently. You've just got to think actually. Well, we have. Too much. We have. But I, but I get frustrated at myself when I can't find a solution. Whereas I'm more happy to say, let's just move on. Well, we've been crying out for that one to be handed back for a long time. Um, but no, I think 
yeah, I, I think I get frustrated when when we've not been able to come up with a solution. But once I've you know got my head around it, then it you know the emotions are, are taken out of it, and, it, and it's actually a fairly clear uh, a clear decision in the end. It's a bit of an outlier, anyway. It's a little bit further out from our cleanest to service, so it makes the portfolio logistically a lot tighter. So. Out of the ashes, though, we've had um, another opportunity sort of fall into our laps over the last couple of days, haven't we? And again, very early days, we can't give too many specifics on this one because we don't actually know if this is a bit of a fishing exercise or whether it will lead to something. And the reason I laughed is because, um, you know, in in this business, you know, you have to take calls, you have to act on things quite quite spontaneously and I'm a great one for calling you know if I'm much rather talk to somebody than message them so I'd gone over to B&Q to get some bits and bobs to fix a little bit of maintenance you know and um, I thought right I'm going to ring this chap now so I rang them from so I had like quite a, a high level you know conversation sat in B&Q car park at seven o'clock I had to keep opening the door of the car in order to get lights so I can notes in my little pink notebook was he in Dubai or was he yeah 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 so he was in Dubai when you spoke to him yeah 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 because I first rang and of course it, it didn't ring so then he rang me back and said obviously you have to put his VPN to back so yeah it's a very interesting conversation uh you know yes, you're familiar with that process with will with will really. and, and obviously we're going well we're going out to Dubai in a week or so, yeah. so you know we could actually catch up with this chat so it's not technically speaking it's not uh, an opportunity in dubai and no. as such it's a, a landlord who own, actually does own a property company um and uh, and uh, an investment company over in dubai but he has property over here mm-hmm. um and he has a uh, well, one property that's ready to go in Winchester and the second on the way. And now we have units and a team in Winchester. Um, and um, he's reached out to us for a couple of reasons. Um, one is he is looking to finance uh, at least one of these properties. And um, if you haven't uh, gone through the kind of finance process for a furnished holiday let, which is essentially what this is, then... A key part of the process is the furnished holiday lender will want evidence of or or projected income for the property. Now, they're not just going to take your word for it. So what they want is um, a formal letter from a management company that operates in that area on their official letterhead, everything else, confirming the, the projected income, what they expect that property to achieve. Now, the tricky thing is, and we've been on both sides of the fence now, because this is the first time we've been approached, I guess, to provide that kind of income evidence. But we've often had to request it of another managing agent, because, again, they won't take it from our own company, um, in order to, to, to back up the finance for one of our properties. And they use a really archaic measure. Oh, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's, just, it's just almost like opening a phone book to find a number. It's that old school. Yeah, it, it really is. It's um, basically what they want is a projection of a weekly rate for high, medi- uh, high middle and uh, low season <laughs> and uh, uh, an idea of how many weeks a year on a weekly let that property would, would achieve. Basically. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Because low season 
I mean, when do you predict low season for Winchester? Because one of the best months for Winchester is November, December. Yeah, but the point is, it's so out of touch with the modern way that people actually book holiday accommodation now. You know, the days of flicking through holiday cottage brochures. I remember doing that as a kid. And, you know, you, you're going through the, the, the brochure and picking out places you want to stay. And it has a, week, a weekly rate and everything. I mean, that's just, you know so archaic you know people book their short stays through airbnb through booking.com through you know private websites whatever it might be but travel habits have changed and the lenders have not caught up with that so it's tricky um you know we get frustrated when we're trying to um apply for lending because we know that our model is much more efficient and much mm. more profitable. And we get a letter through from a traditional managing agent and it tells us it's gonna earn X, Y, and Z. And we're like, that's ridiculous. We, we, we can we can double that. We can double that and we know we can. And equally now, being asked to present information in that format is really challenging <laughs> because we just don't operate like yeah, that. Yeah, it goes, great. And that is not the service we would provide to this particular landlord. So on one hand, we can help him out because we know what they expect. On the other hand, it'll be a case of like, this isn't actually how we operate. So um, he, he is potentially interested in our management services. Um, I'm slightly guarded because, um, of course, he has to say that in order to get the letter out of us. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, we, we do operate in that area. And we have a good track record. So there might be, um, and I guess the reason we're mentioning it on the podcast, partly because I thought the information around the lending side of things is useful yes. for people to hear, but also it's it's a beautiful property. It, it will be a nice addition to the portfolio, uh, right in the centre of Winchester with... with um, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely what we want to be test driving, I think. Um, so we'll keep you posted on that one. Um, and also, it's always good to have these conversations. I mean, it's great that you picked up the phone and actually had that because who knows what other conversations might be sparked off the back of that. And uh, like I say, we're off to Dubai in a week or so. So it would be uh, it'd be interesting to find out what's, what the fuss is all about over there with the, the property investment opportunity. My mobile office in the B&Q car park. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap for episode 22. I had to check then, 22 of the episode. We are we are going running on full steam. Um, it's going to be uh, interesting for the next couple of weeks because we, we are literally taking the podcast out on the road, aren't we? Yeah, what I want to say is, though, what constitutes a season? Because if 10 episodes is a season, then we're into season three. Well, but because we're not stopped, we're only in season one. I did ask you this right at the beginning of the podcast, if you remember, and you were like, let's just crack on and smash through. Um, we was this you starting to think, oh, I could do a, you know, a little bit of a break? No, I didn't want to break at all. What I want to do is I want to, I want to be able to say, oh, we've got six seasons. So we have to like... Oh, so you're trying to backdate our seasons yeah. say, right, we're into season three of the podcast. Yeah, so if it's six episodes is a season, we're coming up to season four. I'm not sure it works like that. Anyway. So we still in season but we're taking the podcast out of the road, aren't we? So we are heading down to Milford on Sea for your birthday celebrations yes. um, next weekend. So we may well, we might squeeze it in before we leave, but we may well be recording that from yes. Stout. Okay. So I've, got, I've got it all planned. We're going to go to the cave for drinks on Friday night. Then, then we're going to go to a nice walk on Saturday and then end up at the gun for some gunshots. 
and then we're going to have some free time. They are nibbles, by the way. We're not going to a shooting range. They are nibbles at a pub called Cool Guns. Yeah, Cool Guns. Sorry, apologies. And then we're going to my favourite place, which is the Lighthouse. Um, so that's going to be great and then we're back for a couple of days and then we are shipping out to Dubai aren't we so we're off to go and see Will in Dubai and um, I, I might tee up some sneaky meetings while, while we're over there to uh, to find out what's going on uh, and what opportunities there might be for us over there um, but we'll almost certainly be recording the podcast then live from Dubai um, which will be interesting to see what we have to report yeah very much so so anyway thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it again thank you so much to everyone that has uh, sent in messages and anyone who wants to congratulate Jenna by the way on the birth of her baby girl if you didn't catch that at the beginning of the podcast please feel free to do that or if you want to just um, let us know about what you're up to where you're listening to the podcast and also if you fancy coming on as a guest on at your service um, then please feel free to send us a message on Instagram Janine from the bar will be cottage and what's our handle on Instagram Kella at at secret service no yes at secret service at secret service podcast at secret service podcast cool from where you get your podcast from no no you're you're mixing up the script um <laughs> So absolutely give us a like and a follow um, wherever you get your podcast fix um, so that you never miss an episode. And if you get a minute to leave us a review, that would be really, really useful because it helps more people discover the podcast too. So apologies for the slightly waffling outro there, but thank you again for listening and we look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Yeah, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.